Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. As you heard in the intro, I am Hannah, and this is the Grace to Grow podcast. Yay! And I've been needing the Grace to Grow personally need to give myself the grace to grow i need to give others the grace to grow man i'm telling you it's been interesting but uh let's get started with prayer and then we'll jump right in dear god thank you for today thank you for being such a wonderful god and for constantly showing us your way god for constantly showing us what you want us to do in you and i am so excited to jump into these topics and to really just dive into what's been on my heart recently And I am thankful for the opportunity to do so in Jesus' name. Amen. So you might have already heard my updates podcast. I did a podcast kind of updating you all on what's been going on recently, more specifically with uh, my housing situation. But I've also gave some other updates on kind of other things that were going on. So definitely check that out if you want to know what's what's been going on recently. Um, I am really excited i don't know where i'm gonna go with this today like i don't know do i want to talk about the discovering my passions or do i want to talk about the movie commentary let's see which one am i feeling which one am i okay let's jump into the movie commentary because i've been really 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 excited about this and i feel like i'm about to pump out just a whole bunch of podcasts because like honestly i that's one thing that i really love doing um Actually, let me jump over to let me jump over to my discovering my passions because I feel like I want to talk about that real quick. So, or maybe I could just talk about them all in one instead of um, instead of splitting it up because maybe that'll work. But basically, I've been discovering recently that like okay, I I love seeing people who are passionate about what they do. Like that gets me excited. It gets me excited to see other people excited for the things that they do. And there are so many people who are so good at so many different things and they constantly inspire me. Like I am inspired when I see people who are really great musicians or people who are really great writers, like people who are just really great at what they do. It inspires me and I literally love that. I love when people are really good at what they do and I love hearing their passion for different things. I love seeing people who are passionate about aerospace engineering and seeing kind of the ins and outs of what it looks like to be an aerospace engineer. I love seeing different people. Like I just love learning about what people are passionate about. I think that's one of the biggest things is I am passionate about learning what people are passionate about. And, you know, it. I, I learn it in the most basic sense and I have an appreciation for it in the most basic sense. But when I see people who are able to actually do that at a at a complex like you know developing sense it's just really cool like for example i can play basketball like i'm I'm okay at it i'm not bad but i'm not good like i can play um but for people who who really are just amazing at it like michael jordan like lebron james i mean they're literally graceful and elegant on the court like it's literally an art form and I can just see that beauty in them. And I love that. And I appreciate that. And I'm really inspired by that. But it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily inspired to play basketball, which I often get it confused because when I see people doing something that I really love to see them do, I'm inspired to go do that thing, but that I'm not really good at that thing or I'm not really graced for that thing. So then I end up just getting disappointed in myself when really 
like I'm not really graced for that. Like I'm not graced to be a basketball player. I know that 100%. I am not like God did not give me the grace, nor the talent, nor the gift to, to, to be a basketball player. Now I can play a little, you know, pick up, pick up game, all this stuff like that, but I'm not as graceful or as elegant or like artistic in it as people who are genuinely graced with that ability. And so it just amazes me to see people who are really good at what they do. And I, I love to see that, especially people who are multifaceted. Like I wanted to talk about this show, Colin in Black and White, but one thing about Colin Kaepernick, which is what I learned about through the watching his show that he created, his docuseries, um, one thing I learned about him was that he is really good at a lot of sports. He's a multifaceted sports player. Like he can play basketball and baseball very well and he plays football and he's you know ended up going to the nfl so like that's really cool to see people who are just so good at what they do that they're multifaceted in that area but i always get upset because i'm not like that like i don't have a lot of tangible things that i am necessarily good at like some people are really arts and craftsy and they're really good at crafting things and building things and creating things and a lot of people are really good at, like I said, sports, and they're, they're able to play and pick up different sports. A lot of people, and they just have a mind for it. There's like a, a certain IQ, I think it's like a basketball IQ or like football IQ, that you could just know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. It's instinctual for a lot of people. A lot of people are very artistic, and, and they're able to create art out of anything. People are really good writers, and they're amazing and they can write across many different areas they can write songs they can write poems they can write movies they can write films they can write manuscripts for shows like like donald glover who i'm inspired by constantly because he's just so good at writing he can write across many different areas and a lot of times i get upset though because like i i'm not like that I'm, i don't have a lot of those type of tangible things that i'm really actually good at you know what i mean um, and it always takes me a minute to, to sit down and reflect on, well, what am I passionate about and what am I good at? Because I definitely am a person where I take on people's passions. Like when I see somebody who's really excited, I just, I am so influenced by people who are excited about things. And so when I see people who are excited about what they do, I get excited about that thing too. Even if I'm not good at that thing, I get excited about it. Uh, or like when somebody's really good at what they do, I admire what they do so much that I begin to do that thing too, or want to do that thing too. Like for example, I watch a lot of YouTubers who are really good at fashion and that makes, I'm so, I admire them so much that I begin to really get into fashion, but I'm not, I'm actually not that into fashion. Like I, I, I'm into it, but I'm not so into it as they are. You know, I'm not very passionate as they are. And so I try to take on their same level of passion when I don't necessarily have that same level of passion to begin with, you know what I mean? And I think that's why every every single year that I had a teacher that I loved, I always wanted to teach that subject. Like when I was in Mr. Vitali's class, I wanted to teach Algebra 2. I mean, I wanted to teach Algebra because I, no, Algebra 2. I wanted to teach Algebra 2 because I really loved how good of a teacher he was. Or when I was in Mr. Jameson's class, I really loved history. Like history was one of my favorite subjects because I had his class. And I really one day was like, I think I want to teach history because I just loved the way that he interwove current things going on with, you know, that is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful class. But I just, I'm starting to realize that one of the things about me is I have a passion 
for appreciating and admiring beauty. I can really see the beauty in anything and I love appreciating and admiring that beauty. And I think that's why I often think that I have a passion for something when I really don't, you know? I think that I have a passion for songwriting, but then I give up easily because I'm tired and I don't want to do it. No, that's not really a passion. That's more so of like an interest, but it doesn't mean you're passionate about it. And a lot of times I'm only interested or think I'm passionate in things because I see other people who are actually really, really interested and passionate in those things. And it doesn't mean I can't do those things. I can still write songs and I can still do those type of things, but I just have to recognize that I can't do it at the same level of people who are passionate and gifted and graced for those things. You know what I mean? Some people just plain are graced for things like that. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, like, let's just be real. I'm not graced to be a songwriter <laughs> because I don't even write songs as it is right now. If I was really graced for that, I think that there would be there would be more intentionality in me doing those things. And so I have to think about what am I graced for and what am I good at and what am I passionate about? What are things that I do consistently and frequently? And so one thing that I would say that I do consistently is I appreciate beauty and I admire beauty. I think that's something I do consistently. And um frequently i i am always looking at what's beautiful looking at different types of art and i'm able to see how it all relates back to god like i'm able to see how like for example donald donald glover is such a great writer on the show in ranta i mean it's just wonderful the way that he worked everything together to make it all make sense and just all pull it together very nicely and i mean and then i look at god and i'm like like donald glover is merely just a small fragmented reflection of God because God is the master orchestrator who's able to write things so beautifully that you would have never even seen this coming I mean it's wonderful to see the way that God writes our lives and so it's just interesting to see how I, like that appreciation for beauty is something that I'm very passionate about and something that I'm like gifted for like I feel like I'm gifted to appreciate the beauty in everything um I'm also very passionate about looking at details I mean I love analyzing things <laughs> i actually do that's why i love film commentary and i think film commentary is one of my hobbies because i just love looking at the details of things and analyzing it and saying i'm not the biggest film commentator i mean i'm not a professional but i do enjoy analyzing and talking about movies and talking about different components and aspects of it and diving deep into what it means and how this relates to real life and how this relates to social commentary etc like i love doing that because it's fun um and so yeah i just i love that and um i think that that relates to me looking at details like i i enjoy looking at details um and i feel like the details are, are really big things for me like i that's why i think i'm so efficient because i i really do look at the details of things um and really like make sure that every detail is is doing what it needs to do, you know, is doing what it needs to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that my passions include appreciating beauty, looking at details. I think that another passion of mine is education. Like I love education and I relate everything back to the students I'm teaching or the way that the education system affects this or thinking about like what how the role that education plays and everything I think I really 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 love education and honestly it is a passion of mine I love school I miss school honestly I, I appreciate being at school it's one of my favorite things to do is to go to school 
I love school. <laughs> now, there's obviously flaws. There's obviously things going wrong. There's obviously things that I wish were not a part of the school system. But man, education is so important to me. And I think that's why I love learning about people's passions, because I just love learning. Not necessarily that I want to be that thing. Like, I, I love learning about space, but I don't really want to be an astronaut. But I love learning about space. And I think it's just because I love to learn. I love to to be informed of new things. And I think that's a, a sign of my passion being education. And I love teaching. So I love teaching, I love learning. So naturally education is one of my passions. Um, and I mean, I really enjoy it. I love learning about so many different things that's just like random things, but also things that are intentional. Uh, I love learning. And I love when people are able to teach me something new. You know, I love when people are able to teach me something new. Um, so those are my passions. I would say my hobbies include film commentary. Like I said, another hobby I think I have is podcasting. I don't do it super, super, super consistently, but I do it consistently enough where I've been doing it for a year. Like I've been pumping out podcasts for a year. Now it hasn't been on a schedule, but it is consistent because I've been consistently doing it for the past year. So, um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that is a hobby for me. And just like talking about talking about real topics, like that's and and and, and analyzing ways to reform the world, <laughs> because my best friend and I do that a lot. But I also do that a lot on my podcast, where I'm always talking about like ways that things could be better and different and more efficient. And I love talking about stuff like that. Um, and then I think another one of my hobbies is organizing. I absolutely love to organize and clean things. Like it's just something about organizing. That just fills me up on the inside like organizing just feels so good to me it feels so good to sit there and have something finally in a way that makes sense you know and i also that's so that's a hobby and i think another one of my hobbies is to make the spaces that i'm in feel like home and this is one i really want to touch on because everywhere i go i like to make i like to put myself in the space you know what i mean so like when i'm in my apartment one of my favorite things is to move my furniture around or to put things in a new place or to figure out a way that works best for me so that when I walk into my room I feel instantly comforted I feel instantly like this is me you know what I mean and the same thing with the um when I came back home because for the past like since the semester started my the room that I'm in now because my we all switched around the room since I since I moved away from college but um the room that I'm in now, which used to be Isaac's room, is now my room. And my room, honestly, was just like a storage place. Like, it was just kind of like everything was just thrown in there. Like, whatever we had to store, it was just put in there in the closet and stuff like that. And since I've, since every time I've been home, I've only been home for a couple of nights, I wouldn't really care that much because I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be here that long. But literally this week, I was there. I was here pretty much all, well, we were in Maryland for a good majority of the week. But for the time that I was here, um, specifically yesterday, I spent really going through and organizing the closet so that it could feel more like me. Like I went through and I organized and I took stuff out and I cleaned stuff up and I went and I, I wiped off the desk and I took my two little like degree things and I put them up and I went to the store on Saturday and I ended up seeing these really cute paintings and I was like, oh, I'm going to get these. And I didn't get them specifically for the room, but I got them because I was like, I love these and I wanted to put them up somewhere. Um, it's like these two, like one is like a African painting, like an African woman. And then another one is just a painting of a black woman. And 
um, I put, I brought both of those home and then I realized that they matched my room and I was like, this is literally perfect. So I'm going to put those up eventually, but I just love making spaces feel like home and I love making spaces feel like me. Now it's not going to be the most perfect, modern, up to date, whatever. I just like making spaces feel comforting and making spaces feel like I can breathe in, I can let my hair down, I can be myself. That's why I put up those African paintings because I am a black woman and I am proud of who I am as a black woman. I love being black. And that's why on my walls, <laughs> I put black women because it's so beautiful to see the beauty that God has created me to be, period. Um, and then also, I love helping other people do that with their rooms too. Like for example, every time my brother or sister like, every time they like we would rearrange their room or something like I was always there to help them out and like help them put up stuff and help them get their room rearranged in a way that that they felt like was them and I think that that's something I'm excited to do in my classroom too is to like help my students find ways to make the space theirs but also I'm gonna put myself in that space too so that when we all walk in we all feel comfortable and at home here in the classroom and then also i really want to do that for my children and specifically like more and more i'm starting to see how i really want to be a foster parent because i would love to do that for my foster children to to be able to say hey this is a space that you can create to be your own you know and uh helping them just feel at home and i think that i am such an organized and efficient person that if i that i feel like if god were to give me children to foster like i would be good at it because i'm so organized and i think so much ahead that like my room would be stocked up and prepared with the stuff that they would need like one thing I, I always think about ways that i could actually help the children that i would foster and one thing that i thought of was like and this is this gets me excited which is how i know that like i think this is something that god wants me to do eventually hopefully i hope it is but one thing that gets me excited is like thinking of ways to, to make them feel more at home and to make the process of foster children even uh, even more efficient because I know that one thing about why are all these birds just wanting to chirp I hope y'all can hear me because it's a lot going on over here at the at the residence I mean the birds are chirping the people mowing anywho they're doing their job they're doing what they what they need to do but one thing I think of is like <laughs> really all of y'all want to come over here Anywho, one thing I think about is like the fact that like fostering children, it requires a lot of like kind of like in the moment adaptation. Like you really have to adapt to, to whatever's going on. And I, I hear a lot of times they have to like wake up at midnight to go, you know, pick up a kid who, who just came into the foster home or to the to the facility and they, they need to go pick them up, you know what I mean, and, and give them a home. And I was thinking like, how could I make that process more efficient and, and stuff like that? And I was thinking about different ways of doing that. and. I don't know, just some, some ideas that already came to mind that I was like, I would love to do that. And I think that that's something that I really enjoy doing. I enjoy organizing and I enjoy making spaces feel like me and making spaces comfortable for other people. Making that's, that's really what it is. Making spaces comfortable for myself and making spaces comfortable for other people. Like, I want you to walk in and to feel like you are home, to feel like you can rest. You don't have to be uptight. You don't have to feel like you're at a hotel. You can feel like you are at a place where you're meant to be. And I think that that's something I really enjoy um, doing. And I think that that's a, a passion and a hobby of mine. So 
Overall, my passions and hobbies include education, appreciating beauty, looking at details, film commentary, organizing, making spaces feel like home, and podcasting. And you know, a lot of times I want to compare my my hobbies and I want to compare my passions to other people. I always want to compare and be like, because they're passionate about this, I should be passionate about this, or because they're good at this, or this is what they do, I should be doing that. But I really don't. Like, I love fashion, but I don't love it that much to want to pursue it. I hate spending money. So so why would I want to uh, be really into fashion where I'm constantly buying stuff? You know what I mean? Um, and then, like, I, I mean, I know it's not always that, but what's up, Isaac? Sorry, that was my brother. But yeah, um, I think those are really my passions. And you have to remember that, like, your passions aren't going to be everybody else's passions, and everybody else's passions aren't going to be your passions. And you have to remember that you have to do what works best for you. Um, yeah. Like, even gardening. I really wish that I could garden very well, and I would love to continue gardening, but it's just, like, it's not a super huge passion of me, so I shouldn't have a huge undertaking. That's the biggest thing. You can be interested in something, but when you're not passionate about it, don't take on a whole bunch of it. Like, I wouldn't take on a whole task to be fashionable because I'm not that into fashion. I wouldn't take on a whole task to to develop a, a whole entire huge garden because I'm not that passionate about gardening. So I need to take on manageable amounts because I'm only interested. I'm not really super passionate. And it's okay to only be interested in something and to not fully be passionate about everything because you can't be passionate about everything in life. Like you can't be, you can't have everyone's passions and your own, you know what I mean? So I should just be intentional and committed to the things that I enjoy doing. Um, and like I said, it includes those things that I mentioned above. So. Anywho, but nonetheless, I have been inspired recently to just look at life a little bit differently. And there's been a lot of ideas that have been coming to mind. Um, and I've just been inspired by a lot of movies and shows that I've been watching. And so I want to dive into those. But honestly, I want to allot to them the necessary time and energy to really dive into it. I think that I have the time and the energy, but... Yeah, I do. And I'm just going to jump in on the first one that I really want to talk about. And then the other ones, if I get the chance to talk about it, I'll talk about it. But I might just do a brief overview. But anywho, now we're transitioning from talking about discovering my passions to now kind of this uh, commentary. And so some of the film commentary that I want to talk about is, first of all, this show, Colin in Black and White. It's a docuseries on Colin Kaepernick's life. And when I tell you this is the best show I've ever seen in my entire life, it is. I mean, it is absolutely amazing the way that he intertwines his life and his story with history and black history specifically. And I just love the way that the story is told. I mean, the writers of this did an absolute magnificent job intertwining the and, and even the the, the the direction of the movie is beautiful. I mean, it goes so basically this show is about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is an NFL player. Uh, he plays for I forgot who he plays for, but he plays in the NFL. And he was the one that took a knee during the Pledge of Allegiance and he got a lot of hate for it and everybody was kind of all over him talking about Colin Kaepernick did this, et cetera, et cetera, because he decided to take a knee during the Pledge of Allegiance at one of the football games. And I kid you not, folks were angry. People were mad. And so he ended up creating this docu-series, uh, I think a couple of years after that, uh, kind of describing his life and, and talking about kind of from the beginning how it's all led up to this. And they haven't released any of the other episodes yet, but they have, I think, the first two seasons are available. 
Um, and so it's a really fascinating show. I love it. Let me tell you some things, kind of key things about it. The first thing is that there they actually have people who are acting out scenes of his life. So they have like him as a younger kid and it's like a it's an actor and they have people who are acting out scenes of his life. But intertwined with that is actually social commentary where he's commentating he's commentating on certain or commentating, not commentating, he's commenting on certain social aspects and certain aspects of social justice or social injustice, um, certain aspects of racism and how it connects to the greater whole from his life. So it, for example, it'll be a scene of his life and something that really actually happened in his life and these, these actors are acting it out and then it'll kind of go back to him, the actual Colin Kaepernick, talking about how this relates to certain things and he even brings in different real facts and research done on uh certain historical elements of his life and it actually educates you like i've learned a lot from what he talked about and he has many beautiful analogies within the story i mean it's just a beautifully written like the actual writing behind this is gorgeous. I mean, it's amazing. And then on top of that, the acting is really good. And the way that they go back and forth between telling a story through certain scenes and then telling a story through certain like, uh, like historical elements, it's just beautiful to see kind of that, that, that interwoven nature of, of this docu-series. It's gorgeous, wonderfully, wonderfully written, like I said. Um, and the directing of it is really good too. It's so it's so artistically and creatively unique. I've never seen anything like that before where they're jumping from you and it's it's interesting because it's almost like a TV series but it's actually his real life. So it's almost like a TV series because you have actors and you have people who are like kind of just like following the script but then it's also the script of his life so then it's like and you know that's not exactly what everybody said but like it's it's a it's an imaginary script kind of of his life and and it's just it's it's so cool to see that dynamic i've never seen anything like that before um and then for it to hop from back then to modern day it does a very good job of, of bouncing back and forth between the two and showing the overall bigger connections between this like i know whoever was writing this had to make a bubble map <laughs> they had to make a graphic organizer of some sort because the way that everything is connecting it's like how did you how did you think of that without making a bubble map <laughs> oh dang i think i'm really funny uh <laughs> anywho that's that um and i think what's interesting about colin's life is what's interesting about the show is that there were so many parts of it that I really connected to. And it's sad that that these things happen to us as Black people, but it's comforting to know that we're not the only ones that this is happening to. I mean, I've been going through a lot recently where I was like, oh my gosh, and I genuinely thought I was the only person facing it. Come to find out, almost every Black person has faced this in some way or shape in their life. Like, it's just the thing that happens when you're Black, you know? And it's sad. But it's, it's so comforting to see people who are able to relate to that and who are able to say, this is what I face too. Like, you're not the only one. You know what I mean? Um, and it just made me, watching that show just made me be appreciative of my Blackness and made me want to be all the more solidified in my Black. Like, all the more, not solidified, but all the more... Um, intentionally black like i think sometimes 
I try to dilute my blackness because of trying to fit in. But I just, it makes me want to be all the more intentionally black when I see people who are also being intentionally black and they don't allow what other people say to them to affect who they are and who they know they're meant to be. And I know that I'm meant to be a black woman because that's what God, that's the body God put me in. You know, that's the body God put my spirit in. And I think that he did that for a reason. And I'm very grateful for that because while it is hard being a black person and while it is difficult being a black woman in particular, it has so much beauty that I am proud to be a black woman, honestly. Uh, but anywho, so the show is just very riveting. I mean, I, I had so many specific things I wanted to talk about after watching the show. I can't really think of a lot of them now. I would highly encourage you to watch them, though. I mean, they're just such a good good series and it talks about really deep issues I definitely want to go back and watch it again because it talks about a lot of really deep issues but in a good way and the writing of it is actually funny too like there's a lot of moments where we were like because I watched it with my so when we went up to Maryland to visit my aunt and all of them we watched it with them and I mean there was a lot of moments where we were genuinely laughing like it wasn't like cheesy it wasn't like just historical information they did a really good job of of balancing history with like humor with you know Colin's story and just kind of showing a broader picture while also showing his life it just was really really well written like I said and well directed and the actors were actually good too like my man the dude whoever played I forgot his name but the guy who played Colin at like the younger Colin he's a good actor i mean he was he was in it bro you could tell he was really feeling himself in that role because he did a really good job of playing that role he is an amazing actor everybody did so good and and like the actors were just amazing they're really good um yeah it's just really well produced really well produced and uh even just like the artistic elements of it like the the scenery that they had um, Colin Kaepernick, the modern day Colin Kaepernick in as he was talking about kind of some historical elements and having his social commentary, like there was so many different uh, ways that they kind of created the, the set that he was sitting in or standing in or moving around in. It was just a very artistic, very, very well, very well put together. Um, I don't have enough good things to say about them. I just great. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> um, but some of the things that I really appreciated was um the way that it made me feel like i can't think of a lot of specific situations in which i was like i wanted to talk about and i know that kamari is currently watching it so she'll probably have a lot more like notes and like stuff that she's specifically like this 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 and they're like i like this part i like this you know what i mean because she's very good at like being like remembering that type of stuff for me i don't really remember a lot of specific things or specific, like, I don't remember a lot of specific things, but I just remember how it made me feel. And I remember it making me feel seen, and it made me feel heard, and it made me feel appreciated um, because I could relate to that story. And I felt like through Colin Kaepernick creating this, he was not only creating it to share parts about himself, but he was also creating it for Black people to feel like, hey, you're seen and you're heard and you're represented here. You know what I mean? I think that's why it was such a comforting show for me. Um, I really loved it. And yeah, I mean, it just tackled a lot of different issues. It tackled issues in the foster care system. It talked about that type of stuff. It talked about 
a lot of like uh, issues that we face in the black community. It was just really, huh, man, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, really good. And I think you really get attached to the characters too, specifically Colin. You get really attached to the, the young Colin and you get really attached to him. I almost felt myself getting protective of him of a sorts because he reminded me so much of myself and other black men and women that I know and specifically my younger brother. Like it just made me get attached to the character and I was like ready to fight for him. I was ready to square up. I was like, girl, this is a fictional character. Like chill out. <laughs> but I was ready. I was ready because I felt so connected to the show. Um, and it just, yeah, it was really good though. Um, I'm trying to think of, was there anything else specific that I wanted to, okay, my favorite scene in the whole entire docuseries, my favorite scene was when he went to the black hair store in the barbershop and he like started, like he saw all the stuff, that, oh my gosh, it was just so funny, like if you watch it, I forgot what episode it is, but you'll know the scene when you see it, but he goes to get braids done to his hair and that was my favorite scene was he, him and his mama walking into the, uh, <laughs> walking into the black hair store and just to see his face it's just it's so funny you gotta watch it you gotta watch it it's so funny because that's genuinely how you feel when you go to the black hair store so um it was just humorous but um what was i gonna say i think that was it as far as that yeah it was just <laughs> it's just a good show um i'm definitely gonna watch it again and i don't there's not a lot of shows where i sit there and i say i want to rewatch this again but it was it was worth rewatching again and it was also one of those shows that didn't have a lot of cussing in it so you didn't feel like you were constantly being like cussed at you know what i mean like i i liked and enjoyed that it was very appropriate and it was very like it wasn't childish because i'm finding out now that a lot of things are either super inappropriate or super childish and you can't really find the in-between but that show was a good in-between where it wasn't like I was watching a kid's show it didn't feel like I was watching a kid's show on Disney Channel but it also didn't feel like I was watching something that had a whole bunch of explicit language so that was good um and it's a good family show too especially for black people I think if you watch it with your family you will have so much to talk about because we all can relate to those experiences and so it is a good conversation starter because I remember we even had some good conversations specifically talking about Colin because we didn't recognize that that was what he faced in his life but then also talking about our own personal lives and how we related to that so it was just a good good conversation prompter um and yeah I would highly suggest watching it like if you have someone else to watch it with watch it with them because it's really good um and it's good because then you can have somebody to talk about it with you know um and then other than that I mean we also watched this movie. So that was that was on Colin's Colin in Black and White. That's what the uh, thing is called, and it's on Netflix. Um, we also watched while we were up there a movie called The Harder They Fall, and it was an okay movie. I mean, oh wait, Colin in Black and White. I honestly would rate like a ten out of ten, eleven out of ten, because it was that good. Um, the Harder They Fall is like a Western movie, but it's an all-star black cast. So it's got people like Idris Elba. It's got a lot of like really famous black people in it um and it's a full black cast um so it was really cool but the only thing about it is that i would rate it probably like honestly i would rate it like a, a like a five or a four out of ten 
it was okay. Like, I think the only thing that really stood out about it was that it was an all-star black cast, but it wasn't really that good to me. It wasn't that interesting. Um, personally, I'm not that into Westerns, but also like they were using a lot of language that wasn't very historically accurate for the time. So I was like, okay, because like they were saying like F dropping F-bombs and stuff like that. And like, I don't think they really used that type of language in that olden days. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a, if it's a western you kind of want it to be historically accurate and not just it, i think it was like a modern twist on westerns with black people in it um and it was fine but it just wasn't first of all it wasn't the most appropriate to watch and then secondly it wasn't i personally didn't find it to be that interesting i actually zoned out a lot of times because i wasn't that into it um the only thing i really liked about it was that it had Lakeith Stanfield in it, and I love him. So, you know, that was pretty much it. I just love Lakeith Stanfield. He's becoming one of my favorite actors. Um, he, he's just so good at what he does. Um, but yeah, so it was okay, but it wasn't that good. If you're looking for a movie to just check out, just because it has a black cast, that's the one. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't really good, I feel like, quality of content, other than the fact that the cast was black. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, they, the writers were fun. Like, it was fine writing. It just wasn't the best writing I've ever seen. It was, like, mediocre quality writing. But because they had a Black cast, and it was an all-star Black cast, I could see how it could be bumped up to, like, a 7 out of 10. But really, it's, it's, actual, like, it's actual worth, I would say, is probably, like, 4 or 5 out of 10. I'd say, like, 4.5 out of 10. Because, like, it, the actual writing of it was, like, there but not really there but i would say this i would not pay to watch it but if it just so happened to be on i would watch it again like if it was the only thing <laughs> if it if, the, if we were like trying to find the movie on tv right and the harder they fall was on tv and then there was like other movies but it, i didn't really want to see those movies or i've already seen those movies i would watch it again but it wasn't like a movie that I'd be running back to. Like I would not go back to watch that again. I would not inconvenience myself to watch that again or, or go out of my way to watch that again. Not inconvenience myself, that's not so mean. I would not go out of my way to watch it again though. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it on The Heart of a Fall. But I would say this, it is a good movie. It's a pretty good movie. Like, I mean, if you are if you are really into like modern day Western type of vibe, if you are really into like action-packed movies and it even has a twist in it so like i mean it's even like got some cool elements and components to it that i think are, are nice so i would definitely suggest watching it if you're into that but if you are really into like uh very creative and unique and like very quality writing then that's not really your movie not to say that the actors aren't good but it's just to say that the quality of the writing of the movie was not that good. Um, and the direction of it was okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't, ugh, you know, it wasn't like riveting, you know, it was just there. It was all right. Um, so that's enough about the heart of they fall. It was pretty good though. Um, the next movie that I will comment on is Eternals. <laughs> the movie Eternals, I did not like. It's the only Marvel movie that I really sat there and was like, I didn't like that at all. Um, there was a lot of, first of all, there was a lot of characters that you had to keep up with, a lot of main characters you had to keep up with. They tried to throw in a storyline that didn't really make sense because it didn't really add any, or it, did, it made sense, but it didn't add any value to it. They tried to show like a whole bunch of stuff 
all of them too much. Like they try to show everybody's individual lives, but then there's six main characters. So you just feel like you're jumping into a bunch of people's lives. And so some people's lives are highlighted, but then some people's lives are not highlighted. And so then there's one girl who's the main character, you can obviously tell, but then like she's the main main character. But then like there's other main characters. It's just like a lot going on. Um, and then they're trying to tell this story and it's just, it, it wasn't fully there. And then on top of that, like, Another thing I didn't really like about it was that they had they tried to have too much representation, but in them trying to have too much representation, they didn't actually develop the characters. So those people who were there, you could tell that the only reason why they were there was because they're representing a certain subset of the group. So it wasn't even well written. Like, for example, there was a girl who was deaf, right? And so she did a lot of sign language. And then the people who like the, the rest of the Eternals who were with her also were signing to her that's great i love that they represented her but they didn't have development of character so you know that she literally was only there like they could have easily replaced her with somebody else who wasn't deaf and it would have been the same like they would have given her the same screen time as they did the girl who was deaf so there was no character development is what i'm trying to say they didn't have any other purpose for her being deaf other than to represent a certain subset of group which I think is important, but I would have loved to see character development of a deaf girl, you know what I mean? Instead of her just being, oh, that's the deaf girl from Eternals. Like, no, I wanted to see character development. I wanted to see there being something that really draws us as the audience to her that's not just her being deaf. But I'm, I'm actually very grateful that they did that because now she's being more, like deaf people are being more represented. And so then now she's being that example of like, uh, this movie is providing a good example of how to incorporate deafness into something that because you don't normally see that in movies uh, and so it was good to see that to see people signing to see the other eternals around her signing to her and them communicating that way but i would have liked to see her be more than just a deaf person in the movie i would have liked to see her be more developed but i'm grateful that that's a step that they took to do that but i would like to see that being done better you know what i mean the writing for that just wasn't there it was like they were all sitting there and they were like you know what i would love to see deaf people represented oh great let's just put her in she'll be the deaf character we'll have her signing in a couple of scenes cool beats that's good and i'm like that's not good though i'd like to see the development of the character more than just representation um because it makes me think of back in the movie when i was talking about uh james bond and whatever no time to die whatever that movie is and that black girl was literally only there because she was black like the only her only character trait was being black and i feel like that's what they did with the girl i forgot her name in the movie but that's what they did with the girl in eternals like her only character trait was being deaf she other than her being running fast and being deaf that was pretty much it like everything related to her being deaf as opposed to her being deaf but then also being a character like you know what i mean and then um there's just a lot in there. They tried to, I feel like, represent everyone instead of selecting a few like groups to represent and really developing and harnessing that. I would have rather them do that than trying to expand their representation. Like I'd rather them to focus on new rep new people, new groups to represent, but really developing that. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm, that's really making sense, but like they tried to represent too many different cultures and too many different backgrounds and too many different communities but then it's like you didn't really develop that so then it just feels wishy-washy and it just feels thrown in there you know what i mean like they they had like a scene where there was like you know two guys kissing and it was like okay cool but like you're not really developing the story behind that 
So then it just feels out of place. It just feels like you just threw that in there to gain the, the viewership or to gain the appreciation of the LGBT community, but then you didn't really develop a story behind it. So it just feels like you just were throwing things together. And like I said, I'd rather have them deepen the quality of their writing for people who are represented rather than just trying to represent everyone and everything and not really developing anything. You know what I mean? Anywho, then on top of that, the movie writing itself, like the storyline was there, but it wasn't there. Like the storyline, it was fine, but it was, first of all, too long. They tried to put too much into one movie. They could have definitely spaced it out more and they could have definitely made, I feel like two separate ones. And instead of it being two hours long, make each one of them like an hour, 30 minutes. And then like really, I feel like they just tried to do too much. They were too ambitious in this and they didn't really focus on like one main thing. It wasn't that good of a Marvel movie. Like in comparison to the other Marvel movies and to just other movies in general, I feel like it was not that good of a movie. Honestly, I would rate it probably like a three out of 10. And the only reason why I would rate it a three out of 10 as opposed to like a zero out of 10 is because it was somewhat interesting. That was it. I mean, we didn't even watch the credits for it. We had to leave early because we had to go to the airport. But like, honestly, I thought about it afterward and I was like, ah, I didn't really care to watch the credits anyway because it wasn't even that good of a movie. Like, it wasn't even that riveting for me to sit there and be like, oh my gosh, I really want to watch the end credits. Now, I heard that the end credits were really good, but it's just like, and I heard a lot of people were saying that Eternals was so good, so good, so good. But I just didn't really see that. I didn't really see what they meant about how good it is. I think the characters themselves, like the, the, um, different superpowers that everybody had was really dope but I felt like they had too many characters to focus on they had too many stories to tell and they had too many people to represent that it just ended up being very surface level ended up being very cheesy very like not not deep enough and so I just thought that like okay the writing could have been better on that um honestly the directing could have been better on that too um yeah, it just felt very thrown together. But now I will say this. I got to look up the characters' names now so I can reference them because this was the part that I did love. There was a little love scene going on between, let me see, Eternals cast. There is a little love scene going on between, what's her name? Okay, okay. So there's a guy named Druig druig is the one who can like change people's minds like they can like like he can like like make people do what he wants them to do like like mind reading and then there is a, the girl who is deaf her name is makari um and there was like a little like a love scene going on between them like you could see like the uh the chemistry if you will like it was like a cute little like high school type of romance type of thing and I was like okay I, I like that it's kind of cute um but yeah it was like really like you could see how very like protective of her he was and like they were very loving but they were also very playful and like it was cool that he like signed to her and like she signed to him like that's the type of character development I want to see I don't want to see her just being a deaf character who signed like I want to see her having like a love story and having like an, an, an arc of a character story you know what I mean and so that part I really did like that. That was probably one of the best scenes in the entire movie was when they were together um, and they were being playful and stuff like that. That was pretty much it. I mean, I can't really think of any other scene that was really, there was a couple of funny scenes. 
um, that I thought were humorous. Um, but mostly overall, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't anything too deep. And then there was even a very, like, there's even like a very like almost pornographic scene at the beginning of the movie that I didn't like because I felt like Marvel was doing too much with that. Like Marvel typically steers away from that type of stuff and they're mostly focused like a lot of the times when it's rated PG-13 it's mostly for language you know what I mean or for like explicitly talking verbally about content but like this was just a scene that was, I was like, okay, Marvel, you're doing a lot. Like it was a scene and, you know, they were on the beach and they were doing whatever. And I was like, okay, Marvel, we don't want to watch that. You know what I mean? Like, anywho, it was just weird. I was like, okay, they're doing a lot. They're doing a lot. Um, so I did not like that, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the movie, like I said, I would rate a three out of 10. Um, it had one of the characters from Atlanta in it, Brian Tyree Henry. And I liked him. I He's a really good um, actor. And in Atlanta, it's so interesting to see his character role change. Because in Atlanta, he plays this, like, gangster, like, hard and stuff like that. And then in this movie, he plays this, like, uh, like he plays Fastos. And he's, like, you know, the one that's, like, the engineer. He's really creative. And he's also, um, like, gay and, like, married to a guy. And so it's just interesting to see the different, like, roles that he's played it's really cool um but yeah um yeah it wasn't that like i wouldn't go and watch it again that's it i would not go back and watch it again um it did have an interesting twist icarus he ended up he's like one of the main characters too he ended up like betraying everybody but, like, you could kind of tell from the beginning anyway. But he ended up killing one of the characters. It's just like, <laughs> okay, bro. But it was like, it just felt so not well-developed. It just felt like everything was just thrown together. And they were just, like, putting stuff in just to put stuff in. Um, but on another note, speaking of Brian Tyree Henry playing also in Atlanta. Atlanta is another show that I've been watching recently. And I'm almost done with it. It's a great show. I mean, season one, I love. Very funny. I mean, it's very explicit, but it's very funny. Um, and I think that it's really well written. I mean, the way that it, it has such social commentary throughout it is it's great. Like, it's, it's a really good... I really like season one. I'm only going to speak to season one because season two, I've been watching it, and I don't really like... <laughs> I really like season two. In comparison to season one, I don't really like season two. Um, season two... If, if season two was season one, I would have stopped watching it because season two is just doing a lot. Like they're venturing out and trying different things, which is cool. Um, trying different setups and trying different um, ideas and concepts. And I think that's fine, but I just don't really like it in comparison to season one. Um, and then also season two has a lot more like pornographic type of things that I don't really like. And so that just was like, kind of I was like I'm out of here I don't really really like that I'm gonna try to finish season two but I'm not in a rush to like I was to finish season one um but season one was really great I mean the the writing of it was beautiful the, the creativity behind everything was great my favorite episode was the one called um it's like D-A-N Black American Network or something like that and uh it's the funniest one because it's like basically there's all the different characters, but it's basically Alfred, who's also called Paperboy, 
um he's like a rapper and so it's basically him on this network show doing like this like you know it's like on the news and they're talking and stuff like that and it's just like one of the funniest most awkward <laughs> most awkward conversations like the whole episode is them on the network and then there's all these different commercials that they're making and stuff like that throughout it and it's just really funny because it kind of reminds me a little bit of wandavision when they started making commercials during wandavision and stuff like that and it's like really uh it's really humorous i, I like the the direction that they have for that and honestly there were so many commercials in there that they made for the show that i thought it was a commercial before the show started so i was like confused i was like what's going on um i thought they were genuine commercials but they weren't it was a part of the, that episode and so that was really fun but yeah season one definitely was the best the storyline the, the character arc is beautiful i think that uh season two you're starting to get a little bit more irritated with the characters because they are kind of playing into the same character archetype where they're just constantly doing the same thing and there's not a lot of character growth you don't really see that happening in in season two thus far specifically with donald glover's character urn um that's who he plays he plays urn and i haven't really been seeing a lot of like character growth in this season so it's like okay oh he's still doing the same stupid stuff like giving a guy four thousand dollars because the guy said that he could double it and then ended up losing all his money like <laughs> dude come on uh but anywho it's it's okay uh season two is okay i think that season one was the best ever um, and I really liked in season one how there was all of this commentary on social justice and things that were into For example, like mental health was one of the things that they were talking about, kind of this like homophobia type of thing that they were talking about as well. They were also talking about like this like racism type of thing, like just going on into different things that are socially kind of misconstrued and kind of portraying that through this show. It was really interesting. Um, yeah and then it just has a lot of very humorous moments it has a lot of very real moments it has a lot of very black moments like a lot of moments where you're like i relate to that so heavily uh because that's part of the culture you know what i'm saying um that's a good good show you you definitely feel for the characters you definitely feel a connection to the characters and you definitely feel um like when they're going through something, you feel that and you feel like you're going through it too. Um, and I think that the direction of it was really good. I'm speaking specifically of season one, because like I said, I didn't like season two, but specifically for season one, the direction was really good. And yeah, I mean, it was well written, really well written. Um, my favorite character out of, out of the whole show is, I mean, hey, is Darius because he's played by Lakeith Stanfield. Like I said, I already love Lakeith Stanfield because I've been falling in love with him since I've been watching Atlanta. And <clears throat> he's just such a great actor. I mean, I literally love him. Um, but the character that he plays, Darius, I don't know if this is Lakeith Stanfield putting himself in this character or if this is how they wrote this character or if it's a combination of both. But the character Darius, like who he plays as Darius is just something I'm just like, I love this dude because he's just so funny and so unique and so like creative. Like I can think of an example, like basically Earn was trying to get some money, right? And because he wanted to pay rent or whatever. And so he had this money that he had gotten and then, or he had this something that he had gotten. And then look, uh, I was about to call him the key, but in the show he's called Darius. But in the show, Darius was like, oh, like 
here how about we go to the pawn shop i got I, like i'll help you figure out how to get some money so they take the thing to the pawn shop right or they take his phone to the, they take Ernest's phone to the pawn shop and then he ends up trading the phone for like a sword or something and then darius is like i got a place for us to go so then darius gets the sword and takes there they go to this like korean place and then they end up exchanging the sword for a dog and then Ernest is like what do you mean like why are we exchanging a sword for a dog like what is going on because Ern thought that they were going to sell the sword but they didn't they traded it for a dog then Darius was like just trust me bro like dogs bring in a lot of money so then he takes the dog it's like a bullfighter or like a, a fighting dog so then they end up taking the dog to this like farmer's house and then Darius ends up giving the farmer the dog and then Ern is like okay where's the money <laughs> and Ern, then Darius is like no trust me like when the dog is gonna have puppies then we're gonna get a lot of money off of that and so then they end up getting like four thousand dollars off the puppies and it was pretty funny to just see that like all of that kind of like worked out but yeah i think darius is one of my favorite characters and he's just so hilarious like i feel like i like i feel like i would want to actually be friends with him like his his archetype not really like the actual like person that he plays because like the actual person that he plays is like you know like doing drugs and like into a bunch of business that i wouldn't want to be into but it's just really really like a good character like he's a funny character um <laughs> and he plays his character so well he plays darius so well i mean i feel like lakeith is like the perfect like darius like if anybody else tried to play darius i don't think it would work especially if they did a new season and they tried to bring in a new darius like i wouldn't I wouldn't stay for that. <laughs> he does it so well. But yeah, it's just a funny show. And the characters are so believable. That's what it really is. The characters are so believable. Because when I saw Brian, who who plays Fastos in uh, Eternals and who also plays Alfred in Atlanta, I was like, when I was watching Eternals, I was like, that's Alfred. And so I expected the, the actor, Brian, to, to still have that like Alfred type of voice and type of you know like actions and he did it and I was like what did you mean like <laughs> because his character was so believable that I genuinely thought that was him like not that I thought that was him but like it's believable that that's him you know what I mean they just played it so well they played that role so well that you just ex like you think that when you see them in something else you expect them to still be like that and that's just a, a sign of a good actor um and so yeah i mean the characters are believable the scripting is believable i mean it's not like very unrealistic um it's really cool and i think it's just a, a cool show like i said season one i would definitely rate like a 10 out of 10 uh, probably 9 out of 10 um no nah, probably 8 out of 8.5 out not nah, 8 out of 10 i would definitely rate season one 8 out of 10 and then season two from the I mean I haven't finished it yet but from the way that it's been going thus far I'd probably rate it like a, a 5 out of 10 6 out of 10 yeah probably like 5.5 out of 10 um just because like I mean I'm not really feeling it but yeah it's a pretty good show um I would say out of everything that I've been watching thus far Colin in black and white is my favorite one um I would say out of everything I watched thus far Darius is probably my favorite character um, Lakeith Stan Stanfield is, is my favorite actor right now. Donald Glover, I really am inspired by him. And this is what I was going to say, too, is that I've been inspired recently by a lot of the shows I've been watching to begin writing again. Like I said, I'm not very, I don't think I'm very passionate in writing or else I think I would be doing it right now. Like, if you're really passionate about something, you would be doing it. And I think that if I'm not doing it, not because I don't have time, but if I'm not doing it because I would make time, 
if I'm not doing it, then I'm not the most passionate about it. But I am interested in it. And I do find it to be fascinating. And I can't wait to find somebody who can see a similar vision and actually <laughs> carry it out. And I can kind of share with them some of the things that I've been writing about or, or had ideas for. Um, yeah, that was pretty fun, though. I Like I said, I love film commentary. I love commenting on what I'm watching and just talking about ways that things could be better and things that I enjoyed about what I watched. Um, recently, I've been seeing that a lot of shows and a lot of movies are just unnecessarily inappropriate. Like, it's just like, you didn't have to do that and you did. You know what I mean? You didn't have to put these kind of pornographic scenes in there and you did. You didn't have to put all this cussing in there and you did. You didn't have to put all of this inappropriate references, but you did. And it's like, bro, like, can we get just a show or a movie that doesn't really have that? Like, I mean, other than the docu-series of Colin Kaepernick's life, I didn't really, I haven't watched anything that was like not, inappropriate you know what I mean and I don't like that I don't like that because as I'm becoming an adult I'm not really enjoying children's shows anymore they're just boring and they're lame and I mean some of them are funny and some of them can be good but I'm just wanting to watch more stuff that that is in the season that I'm in you know what I mean and that reflects this but I also don't want to watch a lot of stuff that revolves around inappropriate things and immorality and I still want to maintain my integrity, you know what I mean? I don't want to watch stuff that compromises that. But at the same time, everything that's actually interesting or revolves around concepts that I think are interesting does have that. It does force me to compromise my integrity to some degree. And so I'm just like trying to find things that are intentional in being appropriate, in being at least morally, somewhat morally um, in tune and in line. But you know, you live in a world that's fallen, so you kind of have to deal with that sometimes because sometimes you are, sometimes it's just like that. But anywho, that's pretty much it on the movie commentary. I know that I said I wanted to make a entire podcast on kind of self-control and stuff like that, but your girl is not really feeling like that right now. So I may or may not jump into that uh, later on today, but Maybe when I'm driving home, I'll, I'll jump into that. But for right now, this is this is all I have the energy to do. Oh, another thing I wanted to say was that I am really interested right now in becoming not just not just a consumer, but a producer. I want to take what I'm learning and what I am watching and what I'm seeing and what I'm inspired by and all of these things like that, what I'm appreciating. I want to take all of that and not just consume it constantly, but also produce. And now that I've found or not found, it's already been there, but now that I've remembered what I'm passionate about, that I'm passionate about education and commentating on films and organization and podcasting and stuff like that, I really want to take those things and be intentional in producing through those things. And so, Lord, I just pray that, like, and this is going to be a closing prayer too, but God, I pray that, that everything that I am consuming, God, that I'm able to then turn around and, and produce and work with my own hands to produce something that I enjoy. And it doesn't have to be at a professional level. It doesn't have to be at, you know, a level that's public. It can literally just be me doing what I do on a day-to-day -day basis and just doing things that I'm interested in and, and, and have a hobby for. And it doesn't have to be uh, at the utmost on a stage. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a performance. It doesn't have to be professional. It doesn't have to be public. It can just be personal it can be something that I enjoy doing that I do um and you know I 
just pray that everything that I'm doing um, reflects you and maintains my integrity in you, God. I, I pray that you help me specifically to find shows and, and things to watch that do help me to feel seen and heard and, and to, to feel represented and to, to enjoy, but also to enjoy in a way that is godly. Um, and I pray that you, you help me with that. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, anyway, until next time, everybody. I hope you have a great day and peace.